This is another episode of the Lane 8 BMX podcast. And joining me now is, of course, BMX legend, Harry Leary. Um, Harry, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, man. Actually, absolutely awesome. Talk to uh, me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just, you know, things, doors close and other doors open. And I have, uh, first, let me say, people's opinions, they're uneducated and they don't know what happened. They don't have a clue. They're, everybody feeds off everybody else's opinion. Nobody knows the backstory to the entire deal, okay? The only single reason that... If anything, is because there was a camera. There was no camera there, dude. It wouldn't even be a big deal. Well, it's a contact sport. A contact sport happens on the track all the time, you know. And so, when I say nothing happened, nothing happened. I mean, like everybody else has created something out of what really is nothing. Uh, everybody said the girl fell down and got the girl never even she just stepped out of the way can't see she never fell down all these bozos have to do is watch the video closely and they would see what happened the girl stepped back they're trained they're handing out slips as riders are coming across it's a chaotic mess right the girl, those, those, all of those people are trained to step back and out of the way and not get in the way of the bike. So watch the video really close. And I encourage everybody else to pay attention and not, not listen to what other people say. Um, and so I have literally not read a thing um, because you follow other professional athletes. Like, okay, I'm a, I'm a huge motocross fan. And... Those guys get pummeled all the time, right? And it means nothing. When you allow it to get into your system, then it becomes something that's it's such a negative deal. Like all these people that are like sitting behind a keyboard and banging on the keys and um, who are they? <laughs> what do they mean? What do they know? How many how many times how many how many races have they ever raced, if any, right? So you keep coming back to who cares? I don't care what they I don't care what they think. I know what happened. I know why I did it, and I would do it again. In the same exact environment. Obviously, we can't live our life by hindsight. If we if we could Nobody, there would never be an accident. Nobody would get hit. Nobody would crash a car. None of that. So to say, well, in hindsight, well, that's a stupid thing to say, right? I would do it exactly the same way for all the same reasons. Now, it all began earlier in the year. So what people don't know is Charlie knocked me down three times through the year. Bold face, cut me off, knocked me down three times. Georgia, Bakersfield, and I can't remember the other one, but there was three. Yeah. 
you know, and I I took all that. I mean, because I took all that because I was beating him and he was frustrated. I'm 64 fucking years old, dude. I should be beating this guy, right? 64 years old, right? And he's just pissed off because I'm whooping up on his ass. I led the dang point on 20-inch hand cruiser pretty much all year long, okay? Through the summer, right? Which is, then everybody kind of picked and choose all the little easy races. But through the summer, I led the, I led the next one. So he started in on me on Saturday, I think, in the ROC. I was in lane seven. He's in two. And he comes out to me and cuts me off before we get to the first. Now, he's in two, right? It's a right-hand first turn. And he's coming out to me and, you know, sending me his little message, which I just laughed, right? Um, now, if you watch the main event, and here's the problem, none of these people are educated enough or have raced enough to, as a, as a rider who has been doing it, doing it as long as Charlie and I have, and everybody in that main event, Big Daddy, uh, poor Papa G, all of us guys, uh, we are so aware of what's going on in motos, especially USA BMX, 56 and over, main event, last race of the year, last race of the night. If Charlie beats me, he's nagging one. If I beat Charlie, I'm nagged one. Okay? We didn't even consider the guy who actually became nagged one, right? I didn't even factor him in. So if you watch the main event, you go into, I had Charlie down the first straightaway. I didn't cut over on him. That was my mistake. I let him stay in the race. And I paid the price. Um, shit, I missed my um, I paid the price. He did exactly what he should do going on the first turn. If you watch it, frame by frame, slowly, he went into the corner. Everybody's hooking to the right. Charlie hangs the left. Just changes his direction. Comes right up to me. Did exactly what he should do. I would have done it. Okay? He, but he, he let me stay in the race, right? He didn't completely, you know, knock me down like he did the three times before. Um, so when we came out of the first turn, I was the last guy on his left-hand side. The last dude that, as a rider, he goes, okay. And I would do the same thing. Harry's on my left, coming off the first corner, right? That's where I was. That's where he put me. As far as he knows, I'm still there. You can't see me yet, right? Papa G was on Charlie's right ahead of Charlie, right? So... Or, you know, and this is real. I mean, I don't give a shit what anybody says. Everybody's assessing what's going on. It's Charlie and I are racing for number one. Everybody's racing for number one place. Whoever basically won was number one, right? If the cards played out like they like they had to for that other guy to get number one. So if you watch the video, the last set of doubles, I'll bet my fucking life, Charlie thought that was my wheel, because I was the last guy on his left. But G was on his right. So Charlie was cutting me off. Right? And I'll take that to the grave. Papa G goes down in front. So as I ride pop, as I ride by Papa G, I hear both the bones in his lower leg break. I did everything I could to miss his head. And because I 
everything was going on the way it was going on, I go, you know what? This guy's going to get, I'm going to give him an elbow, finish my, or I was going to do something, finish my, or whatever was going to go on. He deserved it in my mind. Okay. Um, so come across the line and, you know, I gave him an elbow. No big deal. Right. In my mind, no big deal. Cause that's how we've raised all our lives. Right. That's just the way it's been. We manage, we've all managed the stuff out there. Yeah. It might've been aggressive, but so is poor Papa G as they were loading them up on a stretcher and taking them to the hospital with a compound fracture in his lower leg. Now, let's back up a little bit. So, I've been doing Church in the Dirt on Sundays. Okay? Really working on my relationship with Christ and God in a very positive way. Okay? And I would, I filled in uh, at all the nationals that Nobody else could be there for. I would preach on Sunday morning. All right. So I had scheduled an eight forty-five Sunday morning. Um, I was the guy, the guy who was going to teach and preach Sunday morning at the grounds at eight forty-five. But I didn't feel. I'll be straight honest, man. I canceled my my time slot, and I gave up. Uh, sharing the message of God for racing. I felt, I didn't think I was prepared to, to speak. I didn't feel I was seasoned enough yet, which was wrong, to deliver the message at the grant. And then I kind of backed out and I said, hey, uh, Daniel, I'm, I'm not going to do it today. You know, but in real life, there was a lot of racing on the line for me, you know, and I put that ahead of God. Okay. Which, so my pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship last Sunday, he did a message about being God slapped. Okay. I haven't written my apology. I plan to. I won't apologize to Charlie. Um, but. I believe by not putting God first that morning that I was a little more, or a lot less spiritually connected to Christ and God that day because I made a choice to not speak. All right? So what God did is he made sure there was a camera there. <laughs> And caught the whole thing on tape. You know what I mean? So I lost my ride. Fine. No big deal. No big deal for me. Right. Um, I apologize to, you know, Daylight and uh, Richard for the actions in a Daylight uniform. Right. Not a professional representation of the company and everything that they've worked for and they've built, right? So, um, completely accept and look forward to next year with the things that I have been given to do. One door opens, a bigger door. One door closes, a bigger door opens, right? So, it's not a setback, it's a set up. And if you go to, if you read anything in the Bible and 
or anything like that. It's not a setback, bro. I'm just being set up for a bigger calling and something greater than that. I would never have quit the team. I would have never. I, I have a suspension until March 1st. That is just, I love it. I, I am so glad I got suspended. Really, I am. Because, wow. dude, I'll, I'll finish. Because I have raised 50 consecutive years now. 50 years, right? And I don't see myself ever quitting racing, okay? Ever. Until, you know, God takes it away from me, right? Okay. So now I don't have to worry about training to go fast. It's, if you are, nobody trains harder than me. Nobody. And I'll bet my fucking life, right? I'm 64 years old. I'm in the best seat of my, of my life right now. And it's not by accident, okay? I started this journey to get a neck, one on my 20 inch, two years ago. It, takes me, it took me two years of hell. Suffering, commitment, discipline, all of the things that you have to do to elevate yourself above everybody else, which I did. With the help of uh, Suzanne Black, God, and all, and Ed Daylight, you know what I mean? And um, Dylan Reeder, I went on the road with him uh, five months earlier this year. I got, dude, I got 12 20 inch main events. I don't know how many everybody else had, but I'm thinking that's probably more than anybody. I'm a 20 inch at 64. <laughs> there is so much pressure that most everybody in this sport will never experience because they choose to not make the choice to be the best that they can be. Okay. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of saying the magic is in the things you don't want to do. So, right. And that's a fact. Okay. Living, breathing, testament of doing the things that suck and embrace them because you know that that's what you have to do. Right. Um, so by getting this suspension, I'm not going to ride a 20 inch anymore. I'm done. 20 inches over. I will never repeat that year again. I'm going to be 65, right? I'll never have a better year than what I just had on my 20 inch. I ended up nag five. I won 12 main events. Um, I think I made every 56 and over expert main all year long. I had a triple. I had a double triple. I had, I accomplished more than I've ever done on that little bike. Okay. But with it comes a price. Okay. The way I ride and the way I train and how I motivate myself and the way I've done it for 50 years, I use anger. I use um, I'll just use the word anger. I train mad. I ride mad. I ride to not lose. I don't, I don't, and everybody has their own way of manipulating themselves into the psychological place or whatever they need to be to roll in and go fast. Okay. It's not easy, bro. It's not freaking easy. And, and that's 
the testament is how many good pros back in the day quit and got jobs, right? It's not it's not an easy business. PMX, I think, is one of the hardest sports on the planet to be great at. If there are so many levels of skill and strength and practices and all of the things that you have to juggle in a complete balance so that when you show up for a race, all you have to do is execute. You've already packed all the bags that you need to go to the race. So for the grand, Suzanne and I, my girlfriend, Suzanne Black and I, it's seven months training, seven months on the rollers twice a day. That shit sucks. To the gym every day, doing sprints every day, um, making sure we're eating right. All of that was for that 56-patch main Sunday night to get the number one player. And I'm not a sore loser, right? I'm not at all. I got frustrated, not at myself, because I didn't after I watched the video and I thought, um, because I should have moved over on Charlie. I really should have just come. I had seven, Root had eight, Charlie had two. I should have just come across and just shut him down, right? But I don't race like that. You know what I mean? I think that the shortest distance between two places is a straight line. So I went straight toward it. I didn't want to mess with it. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm frustrated at myself that I didn't tactically or tactically race, you know, that way. Um, he didn't get number one. He got number three. The, the point is, I... The suspension has allowed me to take a step back with Suzanne and go, hey, you know what? I'm just going to ride cruiser all next year. And I'm really going to enjoy the sport of BMX like I've never enjoyed it before. You know what I mean? There is no pressure on that bike. You know, there isn't. Roop's going to come in next year, and it's going to be fun. You know? Um, so on the cruiser, I got state number one, RFP number one, NAG number one on my cruiser this year. And I won 19 main events on that bike or whatever it was. Um so, even though all of the shit talking and all of the whatever has gone on, God knows what happened. I know what happened. Um, Suzanne knows what happened. Um, and Richard had to do what he had to do. I mean, and so that's fine with me. Um, okay. Let me ask you this then. All right. I wanted I wanted to definitely give you an opportunity to speak your mind and I felt that that was that's the fair thing to do. So, here's my question to you. So, I would you say you race angry. I would say just from watching the video, I would think that you let your anger get the best of you at the end of that race. I have to I would have to say that. All right. All right. And that's the problem with me, right? But nobody, I got tired of him. He knocked me down three times in a year. Uh, he knocked Papa G down to break his leg. Thought it was me, for sure. And, um, but again, man, I'll take the discipline. Um, I know why it happened. I'm perfectly okay with it. And I 100% believe that by me choosing racing over God that Sunday morning, got God slapped. 
come in. I'm so okay with that. And so the glory, the glory, I didn't give the glory to God on that Sunday morning like I should have. And that alone has really changed me as a person. I respect that. I really, truly, I do. Um, so my question to you is, do you think that Charlie deserves an apology? Yes or no, and why? No. Why not? Well, I'm not going to go into it because I don't, I'm not here, I'm not going to defend myself to anybody. I don't owe, I owe USABMS an apology, uh, which I've already done, um, just for disrespecting their event. Okay? I disrespected their event by doing that, right? Um, daylight, you know, doing it in their jersey um but nobody is going to convince me by whatever your words and however they twist it and whatever they say to get me to respond in a way that they hope i respond no that's not here like i told you harry i that, would do it again i would clear. do it again yeah let's make this clear I'm not trying to twist any words of yours. I can, I asked you right, to do right. an interview to, for you to be able to come on here and say, this is why I did what I did, and I leave it at that. I told you. There's no twisting whatsoever. You. I'm just asking okay. questions to have a conversation. All right. What's your question? So here's my thought. With, day, with daylight, I Richard did what he thought was best. And I respect that. That's a that's a business. Yeah. It's a situation that was that was completely unnecessary. Richard did what he had to do. There's no fault in Richard there. Uh, yes and no. You know, I I'm not here to debate Richard's decision at all. I respect it 100 percent. It's not going to affect me at all. Um, I'm he's I'm still riding the two day, daylights. He's letting me keep them both um, to ride. You know, I still feel they're the best bike that they're the best bike I've ever had under me, and it's allowed me to do what I did all year was being on those bikes, far enough. And I'll never, even though people think I will be a disgruntled employee, hell no, man. You know, those are great bikes, and I, I already defended them, no holds barred. They were talking about the wealth, and I said, hey, man, I was released this just recently from the team, but these bikes have the highest precision, the, the best tolerances, the best finishes, the best wealth, and they definitely ride better than any bike I've owned or have ever raced in 50 years. And, and I'll say that until I get another bike, and if it's better, then I'm going to say it's better. If it's not better, then I'm going to say, no, my daylight did all this stuff better, but this company wants me to ride their bike. And at this point in my career, I don't need a sponsor, man. 2024, I want to get involved. I want to be a spokesperson for health and awareness. You know, being healthy, um, living living a a life with that you have goals. And it doesn't have to be an aspiring to be the best BMX racer you can be. But Let's get people moving, you know. Let's let's figure out a way. Like you know, LA Fitness is going to help me uh, the move human performance out here. 
um, you know, health food store. Um, and I've already had all, I was having these conversations with them or as I was training and getting ready for the grants. And they said, sure, man, we'd love to be a part of you. I'd like to reach out to AARP. You know, I mean, come on, like 65 and I could do what I can do. And, and, and I know I could still win the 20th. I, you know, next year, I know I can still win. I, I have the secret though. I, I've always promoted. There is no secret to this sport, but there is, there is, and I figured it out. And it's so simple. It really is simple. And it takes discipline and it takes all the things that any athletic quest to become the best takes, right? But the roadmap and the things I did that Suzanne and I did for seven months, completely, 100% unorthodox to what everybody believes and is doing currently, changed everything for me. And I know that knowing what I know right now, I could easily affect so many people with better results almost instantly. That's unheard of, okay? That's that's not even lifting weights. That's not getting under a squat rack. That's nothing, right? And so there is a secret. And it's taken me 50 years to figure it out for my, which, you know, I'm a stubborn, I'm a stubborn dude. You know, I, I believed in, you know, doing long rides, blah, 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 on all the stuff that I did from the time I, 1984, right? So that's all different. Um, Let me ask you this. So, Let me ask yeah. you this. There's a couple of things that I want to talk about, and I'm curious of your thoughts on them. And you are known in this sport as a legend that there's no one can take that away from you. No one. But my concern with your legacy is this, Harry. I don't know this as for sure. This is what I've heard, that you've been a temperamental person when it comes to racing. Um, do you think it helped your legacy? by going on social media and going back and forth with people about what happened at Grands, Because at I this point... Gone, I haven't gone back. I haven't gone back and forth. I've seen I some haven't. posts. Simple. I'm not going to argue with anybody, man. I don't need to. But what I will comment on is when I'm personally attacked for something that has nothing to do with the event. Right? That's just cowards. They're cowards, right? They nobody, nobody would walk up to me with those comments and walk up to me and tell me to my face the ones that I commented on. Right? Nobody. And that just tells me they're cowards, right? And here's the other thing: half, I don't know what number of people on no whole part, those names are not them. You know, it's easy to figure out who's who's a real, who's not hiding behind a fake Facebook account. All you gotta do is click on the account, and they got two posts. There are two cover pictures, and that's it. Those those are those are coward pages. You know what I mean? Like they hide behind something they're not. And so that's why I don't care about all that crap. It doesn't matter to me. 
I know that I was God slapped. I had a nice conversation with my pastor, Pastor Mike, and I told him everything that happened, why I did, what went on, this, that, the repercussions, the fallout, all of these things, and said, glory to God. He is going to make you the best servant of God that, you know, that's, that's the road on And that was the journey I was on. I was preaching, like I told you, man, I was preaching every Sunday when I, they didn't have somebody, you know? So when people want to start to talk about the past, what the fuck, man, grow up. You're telling me that, here's the thing. All of these people that are talking about whatever they're talking about. Yeah. Not very Christ. It's not very Christ-like. Not very Christ-like, right? So I, I laugh at them, right? They're hypocrites. And, and again, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me right now. Okay. You know what I mean? Then let me it ask really you this. Is. Then let me ask yep. you this. You've got the suspension. Yep. If you don't mind me asking, when did when did USA BMX come to you and talk to you about it? And how was that Nobody conversation? They just came to you and automatically? Uh, I mean, that's really nobody's business. I don't have to divulge my relationship with USA BMX because somebody asked me a question, right? So here's the facts. I don't write the daylight, and I'll send it from USA BMX until March 1st. And I believe that this is God's way of putting me, setting me up, not setting me back. And so I still give all the glory to God, and and I don't honestly don't care what everybody thinks. It's not their opinion of me is not the opinion I have about something. And I I know that I'm trying to be the best person I can be um, every day, be it better than I was the day before. And I threw Charlie an elbow, and I would do it again in the exact same circumstances. Of course, if the if it presents itself again. <coughs> Obviously, I'm not going to do it. I was going to say, was it worth it? Was it worth it to lose a sponsorship to to have the victory all of other people? I told you four times. I told you four times. It's the best thing that's ever happened. Wow. Seriously. Seriously, it is. Um, So, I truly believe. I I told you the best thing that's ever happened. God... He, I believe he took away what needed to be taken away in order for me to grow in the direction he wants me to grow in. I, if I raced that 20 inch again, dude, I would be the same person. I would not have grown at all, right? I'd be that same dude. I would, and I, I don't want to be that dude anymore on that 20 inch bike. You've got to, you've got to get in the gate for me. When I, I don't want to like generalize and get everybody else involved, but for me, because of my age, I have to be a little bit more aggressive than everybody else. I mean, do just do this. I'm me. I'm like the, whatever they want to label me. I'm a legend. I'm Harry Larry. I've been on more cover, 37 covers, national number one, blah, 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 blah. You don't think those guys want to beat me more than I want to beat them? Right? So what do I have to do to beat somebody who is so driven to beat me? 
because of who I am. They don't want a 64-year-old old fart, you know, that waxes them, but I did all year, right? So, but to do that at that level, 12 main events or 11 or whatever it was, got to roll in and not take shit from anybody. You know what I mean? It's a contact sport. Yeah, it's that's a, true. It's a, you know, and it's a contact sport. And anybody doesn't think it is. And if people that whine about getting hit the corners, then go play badminton or go to synchronized swimming or stay on your couch and eat bonbons and, you know, watch watch basketball or football or baseball, you know, and it cracks me up. Oh, my team. Your team. <laughs> what, you bought a, you bought a hat and a t-shirt now they're your team? It's just till you as an athlete, until you put yourself at a place that everybody wants to be, right? Everybody wants to be on top. But not many people will put out the effort consistently with the failures laced into to the, the training. And, and you've got to take all the setbacks. Like, I, dude... The L.A. National, I wanted to go to that L.A. National. I didn't need any more wins on the 20th, but I grew up racing down the fire road in Industry Hills, right where they built that that whole place. It was all fire roads, and it was dumped fire roads, and it was four miles, and I grew up riding down all those mountains. I wanted to go there and and just kick ass, because that's where I grew up. That's how I cut my teeth, learning, just wanting to race BMX, right? And I was training. I was working out with Robert Porter. We were doing some first straightaways at Black Mountain. And I was hanging with him pretty good, right? And I manualed a double and blew my right shoulder. My I've done, it's still not right, right? It's, it's, I don't know what I did to it. Uh, it's not dislocated, but it's, it's moved back. My whole shoulder blade and yeah. my shoulder joint and whatever bones, it's humorous, I think, is pushed back, okay? Like, I can't, my my arm locks, like, right there, it just locks. It won't go any higher, no matter, like, I can barely reach my phone, and 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 so I didn't get to race the LA race, right? But one thing I've learned over my career is never stop training. No matter what the injury is, you always have, you can still train. If your leg's working, ride roll. Go to the studio say If your upper body's not working or if your lower body, whatever it is. So I kept doing I found a way to compensate for the pain. I found that once I could start riding, I could ride great. Or not, I mean, not great. I was like playboy. But I could ride and there was no pain. But it took three and a half weeks for the pain to go away to where I could actually ride. So I was really concerned about the grant. Oh my God, I just threw away my year and all this. Threw away two years because I've been on this quest for two years. I threw it all away with the shoulder injury. And I didn't go to LA and I took some time off um, because of the grant. Um, but, you know, it comes back to everybody wants to win. Everybody has to win. That's why you, that's why you put your name on the motor sheet, right? You don't just go put your name on the motor sheets. They go, well, whatever happens, I don't care if I make it. Uh, blah, blah. That's what Anybody that says that already lost before the gate drive. Okay? It's funny. Um, Ronnie, and Anderson, Ronnie Anderson and I, we, we battled for years and years and years. Years and years. I mean, we 
very physical race together. Respect him. I respected him for his uh, aggressiveness. Because I'm super right, officer. And um, so he was at the Grands, right? And I was riding back after I won the Cruiser Main, Mag One, whatever. And I held up my trophy slip at first place. And he goes, dude, you won that. Perspective, right? I mean, the guy's, you know, he, he's great. He's got a great mind. He can do so much for people. And, and, uh, and he, you know, he doesn't know, but he did a lot for me because I had to motivate because I, I always had this tagline, you got to hate him to be And I didn't like running. But, you know, so I would always, you know, whatever. You find what works, right? But in that, in that comment, in that frame of mind, is why I'm not going to ride the 20th century. I don't want to have to put myself in that place anymore. Do you think you'll ride the same? As, a, as the same aggressiveness? I don't need to on the cruiser. I don't need to on the cruiser. It's, uh, and here's why. I'm in a class of my age group, 61 and over, 64. I'm in a group where I belong. I'm... 64 racing 56 year olds and guys that just turned 56. I just got a message from Terry Tanette. Billy Griggs and I are coming for you in the 56 X. Okay, great. What do you want me to do with that? You know, if I wanted to guys, Billy Griggs is a badass. Terry Tanette, not so much. You know what I mean? But Billy Griggs is a badass. So beating Billy Griggs would be a heavy undertaking and one I probably couldn't do at my age. And especially wanting to not be the guy that you need to be on a 20 inch. I just don't want to do that. I don't want to have to like live in that. I call it an edge. You know, you have to, even when you go practice, I would go practice, dude, I would practice to never get beat to the first turn. You know what I mean? So anyway, so the cruiser is going to be fun. I'm still trained exactly how I've been training. I'm going to train um, not as intense. I'm going to train more for fitness and you know, Suzanne and I want to, you know, do a little bodybuilding and compete. We want to do some triathlons. Um, I, I can't swim, but I'm going to get a swim coach. I'm going to learn how to swim. We're going to do some triathlons. Um, you know, we're going to do some really, yeah, we're going to do some really fun athletic things. And that's where the health and awareness is going to come in. I can get these companies to support and, and I can really get involved in talking to people, you know, and encouraging people that that's all they need is some personal encouragement on hey man just go walk around the block or you know walk around your living room for 20 minutes or whatever it is you know and the biggest thing is it's easy like if you got if you're sore you wake up with an ache and pain say you know what i'm sore i don't think i want to do anything today that's the first step doing less every day. Where do you think your first national, will you race the national circuit? And where do you think your first race next year after the suspension will be? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Well, there's two in California and I only, I'm not going to chase a plate. You know, I'm not going to chase an egg plate on the cruiser. Um, I don't want to have to go race all these races and all of that stuff that you can do, which is cool. It is, it is, this, you know, USA BMX is absolutely, and I don't care what you say about them, 
they're just haters. Everybody's a hater of something, right? But their program and, and what they do and how they do it, and they have been really good to me through my career. I mean, really, really favorable to me. And I, you know, I thank them for that. And, and um, so accepting what they gave me um, with open arms. You know what I mean? I just respected their events at that moment on live feed. Trust me, dude, if there was no video of that, it wouldn't even been talked. Problem is, there was video. Everybody's been watching, watching. But to catch me the way I went by and just kind of, and I gave Charlie an elbow, I kept riding. So to everybody that was watching, it didn't look like anything, right? And here's what happened. When I did it, I did it and kept going. Everybody goes, oh, you're a coward, dude. You ran away. No, man. I knew exactly. I gave him a shot and I rode out into the open area and he came running out to got in my face. He was yelling at me. He's crazed out of mind. Like I, I looked at him and go, dude, you're, you're wired. You're just flat wired right now. And I just sat there and I looked at him and did the same word. And then, um, uh, old school, follows him out because he thinks there's going to be a fight. Old school never saw me give him an elbow. Nobody did. Right? Not, not at that instant. Right? So I planned to ride out and have him come to me and get my face, and which he did. He looked like the aggressor, but nobody saw all that. Right? My girlfriend did. A couple of the other guys did. And they looked at me and go, what's going on? Why'd he come out like that? I just said, I don't know. You know? Um, so even though it's just funny, what people see or what people hear from other friends and turn it into to this story, and you know, it's it's a paparazzi. They do it to everybody. But do so, you, you know do I mean? you understand why he came to you? I mean, I, oh, I'm, I'm gonna oh. be 100 with you. If you did it to me, we would have a problem. I'm gonna be real. Good. With you. We Good. would have a problem. Good. So, do you understand Good. why that man came to you and got in your face? Though? Absolutely, I did it. Okay. On, I I did it with the intention for him to come to me. Absolutely, take it off the track. Like I could have stood there and yelled at him and, and done done the things that would have brought more attention at that moment at the finish line when all the everybody's trying to get the race to go and everybody's trying to get out of there. I took it. To a place where nobody was at. He came to me. And he's lucky, and I'll say it straight up, he's lucky he didn't take a swing. I was hoping he'd take a swing. Seriously. But he just was, he was crazy out of his mind, man. And he just, and then uh, uh, old school stepped between us, right? I didn't say a word. I didn't get up. I sat on my seat on my bike and just let him go, you know, let him bend, right? Because I think he was pissed because he knew he didn't get number one. Right. That's well. So, um, and rightfully so, dude, if I did that to you, I would, I would have done it to you to have you come out so that we could take whatever was going to happen away from everybody else. Right. Right. I'm not afraid of that. One thing people don't know about me is, um, I was bullied when I was in high school. So we had to run, it was like a mile and a half around high school. Right. And so, because of I was riding and racing, I always was the first one of class. Finished lap, and he was always the last. They're all waiting on him, and 
and he got humiliated, right? And so he targeted me. There was this one time coming out from the showers, and uh, you stand there with a bunch of, you know, my friends or whatever, man, and he just walks up and he fucking bitch like right? Straight up, just. And um, I took it, and then I walked away. And then all my friends were laughing. I think the big concern, I think, for a lot of people um, was the fact that you being a legend in the sport, that it was a bad representation in front of young people because people look to you to set a standard. Mm Do you see what I'm saying? I do. That's where I think a lot of people got different. And that's that's why I brought it to you was. Was that it, uh-huh. it? It that's the tough part for me. Was I've I've always admired you from when I was a kid. So to see something like that, I'm, I'm expecting more from you. But you don't know why it happened. I do now. now and I've done this my whole career. Here's 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 the scenario, and I learned this. For what? So let me finish the whole bullet story. So I made a decision to myself. I was never going to get bullied again. Nobody was ever going to take advantage of me ever again. So I, I've been suspended by the ADA so many times for this kind of thing because somebody's going to take me out. I'm retaliating. I'm going to make sure I get it done that day so that they know if they do it again to me, they're going to get it again. That's just how it worked back in the day, right? Um, that's just what Greg did it. Greg Hilding did so, and you got I love Greg. Okay, but there was this one time at Chandler, I took out Greg Grubbs. Right? And I'm sitting at the finish line. Took great grubs out, great finish behind me or something. I don't remember. I don't know if I wanted it. I said, what it doesn't matter. And I was sitting there tired, and Greg goes by me and sweeps my leg out early because I took out his feet. So I fall down. I get up all pissed, right? We, Greg and I almost had blows that day. And so he was sticking up for his teammate, you know what I mean? which I thought was really cool. But it doesn't matter. Like, Everybody goes, oh, you're a legend. You should but again, I go back to the amount of work and the amount of training and the amount of everything that happens to get you to a place like that. It's, there's a lot of stress involved. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Um, and I keep, you know, and I tell you right now, I'll do it again exactly the same way. In the same scenario, that day, you know, I'm not going to change the fact that I did it, but I won't do it again. And, you know, I have to say, I won't do it again now that I know the repercussions from when I get it here. But if we were coming out of the first turn and I heard Papa G's flap bones and his leg break, and I'd been dealing with Charlie all year, knocking me down, going to get one. You know what I mean? So, um, and for that, I apologize to uh, USA BMX, Daylight, um, you know, and all the people. But I've got, the, the thing is, I have, friends, like all these people that hate, I don't even know, which means less, right? But I'm getting messages from fathers and, and moms and people that I've trained and influenced with being more aggressive on the track. Understanding that if you show more aggressiveness on the track than the other seven riders, nobody wants to fall down on you. Nobody wants to hit the dirt, right? But if you show that you don't care if you crash compared to everybody else, everybody will back. 
and that's the human nature, right? So this is, I teach this in my clinic, right? This is how, you know, you don't need to go from lane eight to lane two by the bottom of the hill, which most of the dads have these kids doing, which is just stupid. That's that's worse than me giving Charlie an elbow to finish it. Seriously. Because now you're, you're, you're training the kid to do something that absolutely makes no sense in racing. You just lengthen the straightaway, right? Train the kid to have the ability to accelerate the bike to get to the corner first so he can do it in a straight line. That's where I come from. And the secret that I know now. I... So where do you go from here? Let's let's wrap this thing up. Where, do, where does Harry Leary go from here? Uh, well, it's like life is God. Like I'm going to Bible study tonight with Suzanne, my girlfriend. And, um, you know, I, I clean my church every week. I have seven hours every week to clean my church. And that's where I'm going. So when people judge me, do I care? Come on. I answer to God and my mom and, and my girlfriend, Suzanne, that those opinions matter, right? I see them every day. Their influence on what they see me do, you know, and um, I'm going to start doing elite training, level training. Um, you know, people that really want to go and get busy and really want to do this sport seriously, I can help. Well, Harry Leary, I want to say thank you for, for coming on and talking to me. Um, yeah, man. I, I just thought it was the right thing to do. I heard so many people say so many things. I wanted to hear from your mouth what your thoughts were. Well, I told you, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, um, my thoughts are their opinions don't matter. Said I answer to God, my mom, and Richard made a decision he had to make. And I could have got hurt. Could have got hurt to where I could never race. Who knows if Papa G's going to ever race with that leg like that. You got it, my man. All right. I'm out of your hair. (laughs) That's easy. I see. I see. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for what you do and and you know asking the questions. I that's why I waited a minute to come to you and ask. Yeah. You know, hey, give me some time yeah. and let's talk. Let's talk this thing through. Take care right, and well. have a blessed day. Peace. You got a brother. Got it.